the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob France Authority. Good morning to you, and thank you for joining us this morning on AM 1420. The answer, it is a Monday, the 26th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, weekend. I have not been with you. It seems like forever. Uh, Wednesday was our last live show as we did best of programs on Thanksgiving and on uh, uh, Black Friday, as it were. And uh, I am ready and raring to go. We hope you had a great time. What a wonderful weekend that we had to give thanks if you are a football fan in the state of ohio particularly in northeast ohio what if you're just a sports fan in cleveland how about that first of all the cavaliers back on was it saturday night i think it was saturday night the cavaliers beat down one of the nba's best uh the uh houston rockets who won 65 games most in the nba a year ago cavaliers lowly as they may be uh, gave us a nice uh, present over the Thanksgiving weekend. Of course, earlier in the day on Saturday, the Ohio State University dropped the hammer on the University of Michigan, which came in talking all kinds of smack and feeling all good about themselves. This is the year they take back um, bragging rights from the Buckeyes, and then Ohio State hung 62 upon them. And then, of course, yesterday, how about the Browns taking apart the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals in an in-state rivalry and sticking it to former coach Hugh Jackson in the process. Uh, really great weekend if you enjoy sports, if you had a, had a little time to work that into your uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Really was enjoyable. Now, to the business at hand today, however, I wish we had something a little bit more pleasant to say about these things, but we don't. It's reality. The uh, United States is being invaded. There is no other way to describe this. I know the left doesn't like to use that terminology. They get really angry. They get offended. They say, how can you call this an invasion? These are just migrants looking for a better life. No, this is an invasion. And they made certain to make that clear over the weekend. 
In fact, yesterday, they tried to invade the good old-fashioned way. Hundreds, specifically about 500 migrants, uh, as we know, mostly from Central America, really rushed the port of entry, trying to make it into the U.S., but that clearly did not happen. We're also told by CBP uh, that things got violent. Things really took a turn for the worse. In fact, a lot of these migrants were throwing rocks at border agents. We know some of those agents, in fact, got hit by those rocks. Those agents then had to use pepper ball guns, also tear gas, just to really calm the crowd down. That is how reporting is supposed to be done, by the by. Okay? I, I, I want to draw a little pair before we get it back into the invasion part. And the United States is truly being invaded. About 500 of them, as you heard reported there, rushed the border and tried to make their way through a hole in the border fence. Again, we don't have a secure barrier at our southern border which is why we voted for Donald Trump, because he promised us a wall. And we said, yes, we're down with that. Build us our wall. And here we are two years in, and Congress still will not fund that wall. That's a problem, because all we have in the meantime is either nothing or just pathetic little attempts at border barriers, these fences that are that are pretty much no protection whatsoever. We'll come back to the invasion part of that in a second. But I want to talk about the coverage of said invasion, okay? Just about a half an hour ago, maybe a little bit less actually, I was on Twitter and I was uh, preparing a couple of things and I was looking up a couple of stories and that sort of thing. And um, I found a report from, uh, uh, or a tweet rather, from News Channel 5 here in Cleveland. And News Channel 5 tweeted uh, about um, the situation down there on the border that you just heard, quote, as the migrants tried to cross the border, first of all, just note that. As the migrants tried to cross the border. No, they rushed the border and tried to break through a hole in the fence. Completely invading by the hordes, 500 of them. That's not like tried to cross the border as if it's some sort of a peaceful activity. As the migrants tried to cross the border, writes News Channel 5 on Twitter, News 5 Cleveland, authorities on the U.S. side used tear gas to disperse them, including young children. I couldn't help but respond to the tweet. Why are you emphasizing young children as if we are the aggressors and we are the ones trying to traumatize and terrorize the young children? When adults who are on that side of the border and rushing the border, and they are with young children, and when these adults are assaulting Border Patrol agents with rocks, what are the agents supposed to do? Stand there and just take the assault? Take the rocks to the head? Allow them to to physically assault Border Patrol agents? Simply enforcing the sovereignty of the nation for which, uh, that they represent? We're supposed to just allow invaders to come in and assault us and do nothing? What did you want them to do? The agents had to use something to protect themselves. In the grand scheme of things, tear gas and pepper spray are probably about the most, most humane thing they could have done to repel those hordes of invaders. They could have used bullets. Lethal force should be met with lethal lethal force in my book. And yes, a rock to the head can be lethal. 
But they didn't use bullets. They could have used rubber bullets. But if some of those would have struck children, that would have hurt really, really badly. I suppose if they have them down there, those high-impact high, um, um, uh, bean bags that they could fire, they chose tear gas. You can't control where the gas goes. It can't get just to the adults and just to the rock throwers. It's going to get everybody. But that decision wasn't made by the U.S. Border Patrol. That decision was made by the invading adults on the other side. So to News Channel 5 or News 5 Cleveland or whatever we're calling ourselves these days, this is why, precisely why, so many Americans do not trust the media. You're turning the good guys into the bad guys. Oh, authorities on the U.S. side use tear gas to disperse them, including young children. Hey, News 5 Cleveland, pull your head out of your nether regions and start looking at what's really going on down there. Border agents are being attacked. They have a right to defend themselves in as much as anybody does. Stop turning the good guys into the bad guys and turning the perpetrators, the invaders, into the victims. Compare that report that I just shared with you from News 5 Cleveland to the one that I shared with you from Fox News. Hundreds, specifically about 500 migrants, uh, as we know, mostly from Central America, really rushed the port of entry, trying to make it into the U.S., but that clearly did not happen. We're also told by CBP uh, that things got violent. Things really took a turn for the worse. In fact, a lot of these migrants were throwing rocks at border agents. We know some of those agents, in fact, got hit by those rocks. Those agents then had to use pepper ball guns, also tear gas, just to really calm the crowd down. They had to use pepper ball guns and tear gas to calm the crowd down. In other words, to repel it, to turn them away, to stop them from attacking Border Patrol agents. And this is how the left handles this sort of thing. They turn the... It's the same thing. Every time you see a mainstream network news report on the caravan and its attempts to come into the United States. What is the first image you will see on your television screen? And I don't care if you watch an NBC or ABC or CBS or MSNBC or CNBC or CNN or virtually anyone that isn't Fox or CRTV. The mainstreamers. What's the first thing image that you see on the screen? A picture of a child or a mother running with your child let's gin up the 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 guilt in the american people for daring to say we should protect our border oh but look at the baby look at the child oh my god the child is barefoot they said that on fox news even this morning ainsley Earhart crying a uh, crying a few tears the baby's barefoot the children are barefoot and the mother's barefoot all these poor people do you know what percentage of the hordes of people trying to come into the United States by way of that caravan? Do you know what the percentage is of them are are children and women? A minuscule amount. Reporters embedded with that caravan report that some 75% of the caravan are males, young males, between the ages of, of 15 and 35. In other words, workers. 
They're coming here to take jobs. They're coming here for economic opportunity. And then they're going to send their money back home to their, their uh, 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 women and children in their, in their home countries. And you may say to yourself, well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. If you do it legally, nothing. If you actually apply for a work visa to come to the United States, nothing. If you're not coming to our border and lying and saying, political persecution, I want asylum. You're not being politically persecuted. They're not coming after you because of your religion. They're not coming. The government of Honduras isn't coming after you because of your sexual orientation. The government of Honduras isn't threatening to lock you up for for political beliefs. You're just poor in what the president correctly, justly, and accurately called blank hole countries. You're from one of those, and you want to instead seek us of seeking asylum in a, in a nation like Mexico, which is a little better off than your country is, and has offered you said asylum. You want to come to the United States, and you're willing to lie to do it. And if you can't get in, you're willing to attack the border patrol that is stopping you from doing it. And the left wants you to believe that this is a bunch of women and children, and we're turning them away. We're starving them out. Like it's our choice that they, they walked or, or got bus rides a thousand miles to get to the, the uh, southern border of the United States. Like it's our choice that they're in the plight that they're in right now. And they want you to believe, again, that they're, they're, they're helpless women and children and that women and children are being tear gassed. We are being overrun and invaded by individuals who are either here, A, to seek work opportunities illegally, illegally, thus cutting in front of how many? I wonder how many Hondurans. I wonder how many El Salvadorans. I wonder how many Guatemalans. And I wonder how many Mexicans are all waiting for their paperwork to clear so they can come and work in the United States legally. And, of course, when they are cleared, we welcome them and we say, come on in. That's, that's what the United States is about. And they're watching all of these border jumpers and these asylum seekers, these phonies, these fakes, these invaders, jumping in front of the line. That's a huge problem. I'm interested in your thoughts on this. The President of the United States is now threatening to seal the southern border permanently. 216-901-0945. And when he says seal it, I think he means arm it and, yes, uh, not allow anyone to come across under any circumstances physically restraining people from coming. And Lord knows what kind of altercations that could lead to. 216-901-0945, Give me your thoughts on the invasion coming from the southern border and whether or not you think that the President of the United States is going to do whatever it is, whatever is necessary to stop these invaders. We'll get you up and on the radio next, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Zero. Just responding to a tweet, and by the way, I really, really, I've, uh, I'm very quickly losing patience um, with Twitter. Uh, again, you know, the shadow banning of conservatives has been going on long enough. 
um, the the uh, uh, theft of of followers to minimize the reach of certain conservatives continues to go on. I've lost another forty or forty forty five uh, uh, followers over the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, and it's just you know, for people. Oh, maybe they didn't want to follow you. Yeah, just all at the same time. About four dozen people all at the same time just decided, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna unfollow here. No, they continue to do this to me, to conservatives everywhere, and more overtly. They have also just suspended the Twitter account. That's why I cannot stand using the platform. They've just uh, suspended the Twitter account permanently. They deleted it of Iraq combat veteran and GOP congressional candidate Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly was a Marine from 2000 to 2004. He was in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. He has uh, uh, been a a congressional candidate in Arizona. And he is also a radio show host, and he's a prominent conservative. And he has done nothing to incur the wrath of the Twitter censors other than be conservative. So I hate promoting Twitter in any way, shape, or form. But again, I have said this a billion times, and I apologize for the redundancy, but I will not surrender and give this platform, which is so incredibly disproportionately important as a source of news to the to the progressives. I just won't do it. There are tens of millions of Americans who think Twitter is news. And they read the ramblings and the propaganda of liberals on Twitter and think it's legitimate and think it's real. As such, we as conservatives have to fight the censors and fight the uh the the shadow banning and the blocking, and so on and so forth, and counter their propaganda with facts so that the uninformed, average American Twitter user gets the truth. I, I cannot stand the idea that we have to use this, but we do. And it's to that end, I, was, I just got a, uh, a, a tweet from Matthew who asked the question, curious on your take, do you think if the migrants made it to the border before the election, would that have helped Republicans or Democrats on election night? And I don't even think it's a question. It would have, would have helped the Republicans. And you want to know why? Because moderate Americans, meaning those who are not so far left of center that they fall over, moderate uh, uh, Americans don't want invaders taking over our country and destroying our sovereignty any more than, than extreme conservatives do, people like me. They don't want Why do you think Trump won? Why do you think Trump won states that are often blue? Because moderate voters tipped it to the to the Republican candidate because they said we don't want open borders. Only those on the left, only those who are conser- or excuse me, who are extreme liberals, progressives, they're the only ones who want open borders. They're the only ones arguing to allow this caravan of invaders in because they know full well that all of these people coming in, or at least the vast majority of them, are going to vote Democrat once they get here and earn voting rights. Moderate Americans want security. Moderate Americans want border protection. Moderate Americans voted for Donald Trump to build a wall the same way that conservative Americans did. And that's what we want. That's what we demand. So, yeah, if they had made it here by election night, yes, I think it would have helped the Republicans because people would have seen just how ridiculous, how dangerous this really is. Matthew, thank you for that question on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, even though you'll probably be booted from doing so by the censors, uh, follow me at Radio Done Right on Twitter. Radio Done Right. All one word, no spaces, no underscores. News time now. More, well, getting, getting to your phone calls next, right here on AM 1420, The Answer. 
9.34 now, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, is going to be joining us uh, coming up in about 15 minutes. And uh, we look forward to getting his thoughts on invasion at our southern border. If you have not been paying attention over the course of the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. Rocks and tear gas on the border in Tijuana. Prompting Border Patrol to close the north and southbound crossings for hours yesterday. This migrant says she's getting desperate. We can't stay like this. It's inhumane. We are living like dogs, and the truth is that I don't know what we're going to do. I'm getting tired. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen released a statement saying the DHS will not tolerate this type of lawlessness and will not hesitate to shut down ports of entry. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. And shut down ports of entry, meaning shut down literally the entire border. That's what the president is threatening to do, and I will tell you this. I have never been more solidly behind the president than I am on this issue. I was behind him solidly on the tax cuts. I was behind him solidly on Neil Gorsuch and on Brett Kavanaugh. I was behind him on getting out of the Paris Climate Accord, ending the Iran nuclear deal, deregulating all of these, but never more so than this. Our sovereignty is issue number one. If you do not have borders, you do not have a nation. And that is something that the President of the United States understands, and apparently far too few of his um, his critics do. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll talk to Mark in Fairview Park. Mark, thanks for waiting. I know you've been there a while. Appreciate that. You're on the air. Morning, Bob. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Indeed. Thank you, and you as well. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not advertising for Alka-Seltzer, but I shouldn't have eaten the whole thing. <laughs> Anyhow... Anyhow, I, wonder, I, I hope that my news is not too ancient, but it was good up till uh, Saturday. And uh, it's a little bit off topic, but it was ref- in reference to the situation. Can you give me something on topic, Mark, just, in, just because I don't want to go too far. This is in an open line segment. Uh, I want to stay on the topic of the border invasion. Do you have anything on that? Okay, uh, you know, not really. You know, we'll see where it pans out. I, I, I'm like with you, 100% behind the president on this. And... Uh, the uh, all all I'll, I'll finish up by saying is that you know this news changes so much every day it's a new topic that's why my topic was good up until Saturday but well, I'll tell you the only thing it takes uh, I notice it takes a massive fire with about eighty five people dead to get off Trump's back for a little few minutes you know but. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I wasn't going to comment on what you were uh Okay, well, well, Mark, I, I appreciate that, and I, and I do appreciate your support and, and your understanding of this. But like I said, I, I, I don't want to talk about other things right now. I'm going to stay on topic. We generally will reserve a few different slots per week, especially on Friday, But uh, when, when we do open lines. And that means any topic you want to talk about, we'll go ahead and do. But uh, I do want to keep some flow to the show. And right now, I do want to talk about this invasion at the southern border. The left continues to condemn and criticize. By the way, in, in fact, before I go to the next call did you see or read or hear what this reprehensible democrat member of congress from hawaii said about this um uh about this uh uh uh, tear gas and pepper spray use to protect the border agents who were being assaulted by rocks did you hear what brian schatz said he actually declared did democrat brian schatz that what the U.S. did was use chemical weapons on innocent people at the border. He, he termed tear gas and pepper spray, which are used, obviously, uh, 
all the time in the United States on American citizens. When necessary, pepper spray is used by police uh, as a non-lethal force of trying to subdue a suspect. Tear gas is used to disperse mobs and unruly crowds all the time. He termed it chemical weapons. This is what the left does. As if to say... What what the Border Patrol just did is the same thing as what Bashar al-Assad does in Syria. What Saddam Hussein used to do to his own people in Iraq, using chemical weapons on the people. This is who these people are. He tweeted yesterday that, let me let me see if I can read the entire thing. He tweeted, tear gas across the border against unarmed families is a new low. Who gave the order? Did it implement or contravene policy? He then tweeted again in all caps, Who gave the order? He then asked again, Why tear gas? Is this consistent with the conventions on chemical weapons? He then deleted that tweet a few minutes later because he knew how absolutely bat-blank crazy it makes him and every leftist look and sound. And replace that tweet with this one. Anyone uncomfortable with spraying tear gas on children is welcome to join the coalition of the moral and the sane. We can argue about the other stuff when we've got our country back. I Words almost fail. Spraying tear gas on children. That's, that's how we're terming this. Dispersing a mob of 500 invaders who are attacking border agents with rocks by using tear gas that may get into the eyes and in the mouths of children is the responsibility of the, of the United States. Let me, let me explain this to you in a way that even liberal idiots like you, Brian Schatz, congressman from Hawaii, can understand. If you bring your kids to a fight, if you bring your kids to the attack you're planning to to perpetrate on innocent people, they may be collateral damage. And you will be the individual responsible. When you bring a kid to the assault you're about to commit, when somebody fights back against that assault, there is a chance somebody else may be harmed. That is not the responsibility of the victim. That is not the responsibility of the attackee. It is the responsibility of the attacker. The invader. I mean, this is just simply incredible. This is what these people, chemical weapons. And by the way, it should also be noted that prominent Democrats like uh, Brian Schatz from Hawaii were curiously silent in 2013. You know who was president in 2013? Let me go back and think here. Let me count back. Let's see, Trump, Obama. Oh, there it is, Obama. In 2013... When a group of about 100 people tried to illegally cross the border near the same port of entry, the San Ysidro port of entry, through rocks and bottles at U.S. Border Patrol agents, the, the agents responded by using pepper spray and tear gas to force the crowd back into Mexico. And I didn't hear squat from people like Brian uh, uh, Schatz then. I didn't hear anything. And these agents were working for the President of the United States at the time, Barack Obama. I guess that didn't make news, or at least not much of it. Here's the headline from 2013, November 25th, 23rd, almost to the, wow, wow. 
not almost a year to the day, exactly one year to, or excuse me, exactly uh, five years to the day. This was November 25th, 2013, the story I'm telling you about right now. Yesterday was November 25th, 2018, five years to the day. The headline in the San Diego Union Tribune is Border Patrol, Crowd Confronts Agents. That's it. A crowd confronted the agents. And then it tells them what the agents did. They had to use pepper spray to repel those who were throwing box and ro- uh, uh, rocks and bottles at them. That's it. Just, yeah, that, that, that's just, it's, this happened. No big deal. Now that it's Donald Trump and these Border Patrol agents are working for Donald Trump, now it is a horrific uh, uh, assault on children. This is amazing. Brian in Cleveland is next. Hi, Brian. You're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Happy Thanksgiving. As, Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you as well. Peter Kirshenow says, you know, Trump is just bad. But my question is, if Trump has the con- constitutional authority to protect our nation as far as immigration policies and whatnot goes, then where do these liberal judges have the authority to overturn his um, his rule? Or not his rule. That sounds bad. But if he says, you know, like the, the travel ban, they said, oh, that's unconstitutional, you're not allowed to do that. Or he's going to close the border, oh, that's unconstitutional, you're not allowed to do that. Well, then why are his hands so tight and why didn't he just say, hey, you know what, pound salt, I'm doing this. Well, uh, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit last week. Somebody said that. I mean, he can't, you know, there, there are certain things that the president cannot do and certain things that he can do. And if, if somebody tries to stop him from doing something that he is legally allowed to do, the only thing he can do to remedy that is to appeal it to the courts. Now, in the case of the travel ban, Brian, you probably recall, he had to rewrite the travel ban. Again, it was a travel moratorium, not a ban. I cannot stand that, that usage, uh, because it had a beginning date and an end date. That is a suspension a moratorium a temporary situation not a ban a ban indicates permanence so i always try to correct people when they use that term and i know everybody uses it anyway but when he did that he had to rewrite the wording of that three times and appeal it all the way to the supreme court and when it got to the supreme court he won because it's clear and it's in u.s law constitutional law that the President of the United States is given broad authority to limit or end or suspend immigration into this country for everybody or for any individual group of of would-be immigrants that he sees fit. By proclamation, mind you, he doesn't have to get the permission and approval of of Congress because he's already gotten it. He doesn't have to, to run this by a judge. He's already gotten that, too. Activist judges on the Ninth Circuit, uh, particularly, and that's what the president had a feud with John Roberts over over the weekend as well. Uh, they're the only ones who don't seem to understand this. But once it gets to the Supreme Court, he wins. And the president will win if this is challenged as well. The president needs to seal the border. Congressman Jim Jordan joins us when we come back right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine forty-eight. Now the Bob France Authority continues on AM fourteen twenty. The answer: It was chaos at the border yesterday. Hundreds, specifically about five hundred migrants, uh, as we know, mostly from Central America, really rushed the port of entry, trying to make it into the U.S. But that clearly did not happen. We're also told by CBP uh, that things got violent. Things really took a turn for the worse. In fact, a lot of these migrants were throwing rocks at border agents. We know some of those agents, in fact, got hit by those rocks. 
Those agents then had to use pepper ball guns, also tear gas, just to really calm the crowd down. But we're told, Congressman Jim Jordan, that this was not an invasion as they rush our yeah. border and attack our Border Patrol agents. Good morning, sir. Yeah. How are you doing, Bob? Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I did indeed, and I hope you did as well. And I wish it was yeah. a little bit more peaceful for our Border Patrol yeah, agents okay. down there trying to protect our sovereignty and our you know, and national security. 500 of them rushed and tried to break through a hole in the fence. And, and yep. the mainstream media news, sir, is that American Border Patrol fires tear gas at children. This is what they're doing to us. Yeah, in, in what world, and this is what gets me, in what world uh, is it okay for hundreds of people to rush the border, climb the fence, try to break through? Only, only in the mind of Democrats in D.C., only in the mind of the mainstream press, is that somehow acceptable? That, that is, uh, to me, that's the fundamental question. Like, and think about this. Some of these people are, are, are women and children. What, what mom brings their kids and, and participates in that when they can just walk to any consulate, walk to any any entrance to the country and say, I'm legitimately seeking asylum for myself, for my kid, for our child. But no, they're going to rush the border and the Democrats and the mainstream press say, oh, that, that's fine. We should just let them. I, I mean, I just I'm like you. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by the response you see from the mainstream press and from and from Washington Democrats. Well, there, there you go. I was about to say that for this particular Washington Democrat from Hawaii, Brian Schatz, actually asked the question, is this consistent with the conventions on yeah. chemical weapons? <laughs> I mean, now, now suddenly the American border, U.S. Border Patrol is, is Saddam Hussein and, and, and Bashar al-Assad using chemical weapons this, on their people. This shouldn't surprise us. This is, I mean, the leader of their party just two years ago said we want a borderless hemisphere. This is who they are. This is what they want. Uh, I mean, just to think, like, what are the what are the border patrol agents supposed to do when 500 people rush the border, throwing rocks at you? What are you supposed to do to actually secure and protect the border and 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 do your job? How are they supposed to react? Would be the question I'd ask Senator Schatz. I mean, you tell me how they're supposed to react in that type of situation. Seems to me they they most Americans would say they reacted probably with the kind of common sense and and, and way that you would expect them to. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And 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 Senator Schatz is obviously not the only one talking about this. I just uh, uh, had to respond to a tweet from a uh, news channel, News Channel Five here in in Cleveland. Again, uh, trying to paint the good guys as the bad guys. Border Patrol uses tear gas on children, young defenseless children. What are they supposed to do? I mean, honestly, are we just supposed to accept the bottles and rocks upside of the head? Are we supposed to just allow them to stream past us? And let's get to the main issue here now too, which is the hey, we're trying to make credible credible claims of um, of uh, of persecution by our governments in our own home countries and therefore we want asylum 99 percent of these people know they don't have a credible claim and they know full well they're not going to get in on those claims and that's why i think they're just turning to let's rush them they can't get all of us they can't stop all of us and there are only 500 who did that congressman thousands more scheduled to arrive in tijuana in the next in the next 24 to 48 hours moms and children rushing the border when they've been marching along this caravan's been several weeks now passing all kinds of consulates that they could stop in, U.S. consulates, and, and, and apply for asylum. Say, here's, but instead, they're going to put their children in danger and rush, rush, a, rush the border? I mean, th- th- this is it's just ridiculous. And, and uh, you know, I like the, the, the response we heard last week from uh, a, a citizen of Mexico there in Tijuana. He said, you know what? 
frankly, we would prefer our president, referring to the president of Mexico, act a little more like President Trump and actually get control of the situation. So, again, I think I think most Americans feel like the president had to do it this way. And the Border Patrol agents did what their uh, what their you know responsibilities and jobs require them to do. What can what pressures can the United States? Maybe it has to be you. Maybe not President Trump. Maybe it has to be the Congress. Can we put upon the Mexican president to to tell them that to say, look, you, even the mayor of Tijuana, for goodness sakes, is begging for more help from their government yep. because they're yep. because they are overrun in that chaotic situation. People are starving. People are being victimized. Crimes are being committed. What pressures can we, as a nation or at you as a government, uh, uh, bring to bear upon the, the the president of Mexico to say, get control of these people on your side of the border? This well, is a you problem, yeah. not a not an us problem, right? Yeah. Now. Two things, well, actually three things. The administration is working on one. They're working with the Mexican government to say, let's, let's process these individuals in Mexico before they get to the United States so the whole catch-and-release phenomena is not, not an issue. Let's, let's do it the right way, which, you know, again, just good common sense. The other two things are, particularly from Congress, we should have the fight. We should try to get border security wall funding on this must-pass spending bill that's due on December 7th. That should be the number one issue we focus on here in the lame duck session. And then second, we should think about, look, if you're going to allow this kind of behavior to happen, Honduras and other Central American countries and Mexico, you're not going to assist us in dealing with the problem when it gets close to our border. Then there is foreign aid that we can look at and say, maybe maybe American taxpayers shouldn't be giving you so much darn money of their hard-earned money if you're not going to work with us to deal with a very real problem that we saw play out in a, in a, in a not, not in a su- such a great way yesterday, obviously. So maybe we have to look at the foreign aid issue as well. There's no question about that, and and that's one of the reasons I asked what we can do as far as you know budgeting goes, and and how much money we give to these countries, and if they're not going to cooperate with us. By the way, from my from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, the Mexican uh, government is not averse to the first one. What you said, and processing them right, on the other right. side of the border before they right. get here, that's a, that's a that's a really positive step. If they would agree to do that, sure. and from what I understand, they're at least considering it. Yeah, and that is again, that is just good common sense. It seems to me the Mexican government should be wanting to do the same thing with, with, with folks on their southern border, folks coming from Honduras and Nicaragua and these other Central American countries. They should be looking to do the same thing there. And if, if, if they're fleeing some terrible situation, let's work on that. Let's help people. No one, no one disagrees with that, but there's a common sense legal way to do this, not rushing a border with hundreds of people and putting women and children at risk and expecting our Border Patrol agents not to do their job. Congressman Jim Jordan joining us uh, for his regular Monday visit on AM 1420, The Answer. You mentioned the December 7th uh, uh, spending bill that is due. Um, do yeah. you think, uh, Do you? Th- I mean, I feel like we could just, you know, recycle the same conversation we have had so many other times about this, but yeah. are we willing to shut down the government over this? This is, And I think the president has indicated that he is, uh, at least a partial government shutdown, if we don't get, get the border uh, funding included in this spending bill. I mean, I think the real question to ask is, is, is Chuck Schumer willing to shut down the government again because he wants to give amnesty to people uh, because because of the Democrat position, which is, I think, uh, you know, evidenced by some of the comments we saw yesterday, particularly by Senator Schatz from, from Hawaii. Are they willing to shut down the government to not allow the Republican-controlled Congress and Republican-controlled government at this point to do what the American people elected us to do in 2016? It was clear, Bob, in the 2016 election. They wanted us to build a border security wall and actually get control of the southern border and secure that border. That was clear. If the Democrats don't want to do that and they're willing to shut down the government, that's their problem. I think what we should be doing is continuing to make the argument and insist that that be on the bill. And if they shut down the government, Chuck Schumer wants to shut down the government again. 
Because remember, he did it earlier this year. The start of this year, he shut it down and said amnesty yeah. was more important in funding our troops. And the American people said, you're crazy. He quickly saw that he was wrong and reopened the government. I think we could have that same debate. The question really becomes is, are Republicans willing to actually engage in the debate? Or are we going to just forfeit and concede before we even start the game? That's typically how we've behaved in the past. That's what I think is wrong. I hope we change this time. I hope we stand firm and have this debate and and stand up for the position the American people elected us to stand up and defend. I could not agree with you more. I fear, though, the same thing that we always fear here, and that is, you know, they're not going to get the fair shake, a fair shake with the public. And I know we just had the election, We're, so maybe people should feel more comfortable. We're not coming up on re-election. But, but, I mean, the truth, the mainstream media is going to give the Democrats cover and blame the Republicans for the shutdown. They even tried it last time when, when it was essentially Schumer who admitted it, that he was the one that you're no. responsible for this. But you know how the, you know, the media is going to portray this. It's going to put it all on you, put it all at your feet. So tell me how it's going to be easier to get done when the Democrats control the House of Representatives in, in 2019. Tell me, it, it, like, so uh, yeah. I, I, that's my argument. I make feels like because we already got some Republicans say, well, we, you know, we should probably just wait and see if we can get this done. We don't want to have this shutdown debate right before the holidays, right before Christmas. It's like when, if we're not going to do it now, frankly, we should have done it clear back in March. And you know, you know, I've had this discussion. But yep. if we're not going to do it now, how is it going to be better when Nancy Pelosi is running the House of Representatives? I don't yeah, see it. it. So, like, it, look, let's go now. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's this is this is it, right? I mean, this this is the hail mary. This is this this is the end of the game. If we don't get it done by December seventh, we got thirty seconds left on the clock here. It's never going to get done. You're right with the, with the, with a Pelosi led House it, in the next two years, it, it will never get done. We'll never get this wall if we don't get it done by December seventh. That sense of urgency ought to drive every Republican, you know, into action here. But I just again, I think we have all seen that there are not not every Republican congressman. Sad to say is committed to this exactly right and in the end that's what it comes down to i think there are still too many republicans part of the establishment who really don't want to get done what the american people elected us to do and that is the problem uh last thing on uh, on the matters of immigration the president offered uh what was like a four-pronged p- plan or four-point plan uh about a year and a half ago almost now and and part of it was yep. hey we'll give you your we'll give you your daca recipients we'll give them uh permanent legal status maybe not citizenship yet but permanent legal status in fact more than just the 700,000 nearly tripling it to 1.8 million uh and, and in exchange for the border wall and and a couple of other items um the democrats flatly refused it is this the same yep. exact situation here once the Democrats are in power in the House? Uh, will they have any reason whatsoever to deal with the president in any I other way regarding DACA or chain migration or E-Verify, et cetera? I don't think so. I, I do not think so. They're for a borderless hemisphere that's been clear. Uh, that they, I, I don't think they want to accomplish what makes good common sense, what the American people elected us to, to do. We had a good bill, and we've talked about it before, a bill that stopped the visa lottery, stopped the chain migration. He's dealt with the verify and asylum reform, refugee reform, all those good things. And then at the end, it said, you know what? And then we'll also address the DACA situation and couldn't get people to support it. Couldn't even get enough Republicans. Got 193, but couldn't get enough Republicans in the House to even pass it. So um, that's the right legislation. But unfortunately, I don't think I don't think we're going to see it. Congressman Jim Jordan, please keep fighting. Obviously, it's a lame duck session. You are limited on borrowed time here, but there's so much that absolutely has to be done before we turn this over to the Democrats. I thank you so much for your time today and all of your efforts. You bet, Bob. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. You got it. Congressman Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 10 o'clock. News time now. Uh, The Bob France Authority back after. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.